Parliament has called on Finance Minister Tito Mboweni to account for the looting of coronavirus relief funds. Procurement of PPEs is at the centre of corruption allegations in which some companies are being used as suppliers and these are brand new startups with no track record whatsoever. So for more on this, we join on the line by Chairperson of the Standing Committee on Finance, uh, Mr. Joe Maswangani. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, thanks, uh, Sakina and the listeners. Mr. Maswangani, what exactly has come to the attention of uh, the uh, Portfolio Committee regarding the looting of coronavirus relief funds? Uh, we have received uh, several reports to the effect that uh, there has been contravention of uh, procurement or supply chain policy uh, in regard to uh, PPEs and uh, specific provinces have been mentioned, the province of Gauteng, KwaZulu-Natal, and Eastern Cape. And uh, these uh, issues have occupied the public space through the print, electronic, and social media. So it is the responsibility of the minister, who is the custodian of procurement and finance, to come to parliament and explain to us as to exactly what are these problems all about? If indeed there has been procurement, we we'll want to know whether the procurement has followed the Section 217 of the Constitution, where there has to be fairness, equitable, transparency, competitiveness, and cost-effectiveness in terms of goods that are procured to the state. And what then are your intentions? What do you intend doing? Because I think people would say, uh, what's the point if the portfolio committee would simply be going through the motions, hearing all of this and doing nothing about it? So for the South African public, what exactly is it that you intend to do should these allegations be substantiated, Mr. Maswangani? Parliament is a decision-making structure. Uh, It's not just a forum where we meet and discuss and go we do take decisions, but first, the executive must account as to when these issues have come to their attention, what measures have they taken. In terms of the PFMA, there is supposed to be consequence management. Actions should be taken. So it will be upon the minister to explain and convince parliament that when these issues have come to their attention, they have taken uh, uh, drastic steps. We are saying this against the background of many people losing jobs, that we can't afford the state just to do things like what we see in the public media, where public money is squandered, when so many thousands of uh, young people are losing jobs, when businesses are closing. So the minister will have to convince parliament and the public, because once we speak at the parliamentary platform. We speak to the public. So he doesn't have to convince parliament only, but the public at large that uh, drastic steps will be taken, suspensions, expulsions, and prosecution. That's what we expect from the minister. But we can't speak for him and dictate what he should say. Up to now, these are allegations, but it is for him to confirm to parliament whether indeed these cases are founded and if indeed it is founded that people have violated procurement policy, which actions is he going to take?
So we heard in March the president assuring the nation that uh, the coronavirus relief funds would be spent wisely. And now we are in July. Investigations into corruption procurement relating to PPE is uh, is happening. We've had uh, the president signing a proclamation uh, for the SIU uh, to continue and uh, looking into all of this. What's your reaction to that as the chairperson on the Standing Committee on Finance? I think, Sakina, there are cases that are straight, that does not need to burden the SIU. Because, you know, once you involve the SIU, you spend lots of money because their methods of investigation is quite very expensive, uh, the systems that they apply. But if cases are there glaringly in the eyes of the public, while as in the HOT, the DG or the minister open a case, fire, expel, or uh, suspend such people. I think sometimes it's too much that everything has to be referred to a law enforcement agency, even where it is clear that this one, this Joe Masonai, has violated uh, this policy, uh, supply chain uh, policy, and this is the action that must be taken. In all these legislations, TFMA, and a whole range of legislations, there are clear consequent management steps that an accounting officer who is the DG and an executive authority who is an MEC and a minister are supposed to take. Rather than whenever there is a problem, we think we take it to the SIU. It takes another year. In the eyes of the public, it's like we're not serious. And we begin to have a trust deficit between the public and government in a manner that were not decisive in taking actions. And and, and we see people expressing uh, exactly what you are saying there, Mr. Maswangani, that uh, they, they no longer trust because, as you say, even where there are glaring instances uh, of uh, corruption, uh, nobody seems to be held accountable. I'll give you a case in point. In KZN, uh, there was an issue with regard to uh, PPEs that was procured for schools that went missing from the district office. I spoke to the MEC for Education and I asked him, was it stolen? He said, yes, it was stolen. Later in the week, the PPE mysteriously, mysteriously reappeared. But what is glaring here is that the MEC was reluctant to actually go and lay a charge once he realized that the PPE had in fact been stolen. It was as if he was giving an opportunity for whoever had taken it to bring it back. And it indeed mysteriously reappeared after it was said that it was missing, it was stolen, nobody knew where it was. How do you respond as, as the chairperson of the Portfolio Committee on Finance to something like that? We don't expect kind of magical actions in government space that something disappears, reemerges, disappears, reemerges. A state is not run like that. How did it come that in the first instance, PPEs that are meant for poor people get stolen? Uh, you and me and others can go to a pharmaceutical shop around, buy a mask, buy a sanitizer for myself and my children. But poor people out there whose services are meant for them, who are supposed to be beneficiaries, they go out without uh, mask sanitizers and people are stealing. And when they know that they're going to be arrested, 
through some so-called magic, bring it back. That is unacceptable. And those are the things that uh, the minister will have to explain to us because he's responsible for the budget of the whole country. How he interacts with the MEC in Guazul Natal, uh, Eastern Cape, Scooters, and what's happening in the PPEs of Gauteng is something else because executive accounts collectively and individually. So all these uh, incidents that you are mentioning, we expect the minister working together with his colleagues in health and other ministries to account collectively as to what actually happened. But what we'll be interested in are the steps that are going to be taken. Otherwise, the public surely is not happy. And parliament is the right platform where the public is represented and people in the executive are supposed to account. And we believe when we meet the minister next week, he will be able to take the country, as he was saying today at the budget debate, that actions will be taken. So you will have to, we will give him enough time to speak for himself as to which actions is he going to take and what has he done up to so far with his colleagues uh, to stem this corruption. Because all these things, this money that is being squandered, will have created jobs for people. Why give one tender of 200 million or 125 million to Or 800 million for that matter. Yes. Why not spread it to uh, youth empowerment companies of 80 or 100? You will have made a very big difference. So greed and uh, monopolizing state tenders will not be allowed when so many young people are unemployed, graduates for that matter. So really, surely uh, such issues will not be tolerated. But let's allow the minister to come to parliament and take the public into into confidence as to what government is going to do. And we are going to allow that to unfold, uh, Mr. Maswangani, but we are also going to hold you accountable as an oversight authority because when you say it is unacceptable, I think the public agrees with you, but it's, it's, it's no good just saying that it's unacceptable and doing nothing about it when things are actually occurring right before our eyes. But perhaps just the final one before I let you go, Mr. Maswanganye from uh, Tumediso. He says, uh, we need to ask a question of why government supply chains aren't engaging directly with manufacturers or originators of the goods and services. The middlemen who don't add any value are the main problem. So... That particular issue comes up time and time again, but especially at a time like this when every cent becomes precious because people are really struggling, Mr. Maswangani. Uh, what would you have to say in response to, to Mediso? I think it's the right question. Government has been talking about uh, uh, having a capacity on its own, uh, including establishing a construction company that not all the roads are supposed to be done by private companies. Not all the schools and offices are supposed to be uh, built by private companies. I'm not sure how far they are with that company. Government has spoken about a pharmaceutical company, and this has been a resolution of the governing party, the ANC, many conferences ago. And I'm not sure how far they are in regard to that. So there has been decisions to the effect that the state will build capacity to make sure that it does certain things on its own, 
including uh, uh, pharmaceutical, construction, mining, and a whole range of other uh, sectors which are uh, critical. So it's a matter that uh, I think, amongst others, we'll find out from the minister, because even today, when he was responding to questions in regard to the appropriation, he said that he will consider uh, Treasury centralizing certain uh, functions. We don't know what that means. He will have to explain himself when he comes before the committee. So I think the question that's being raised is relevant, and there are resolutions to that effect which needs to be implemented. And Mr. Maswangani, I'd be failing if I didn't put this to you, because you spoke about a trust deficit, and our listeners are responding to this. Uh, This one from Madima, who says... The same Joe Maswangani, the former Minister of Transport, who made sure that the procurement was flawed at Prasa, he wants to hold people accountable. And Teresa says, which Maswangani uh, is being serious about accountability? Did he forget about his conduct? And this is the trust deficit that you are referring to, Mr. Maswangani, where people simply don't trust those in power. I don't know. Uh, as the weather, When I was a former minister, which specific uh, tender is the listener talking about? And uh, where has it been raised? Because there is a platform now, the State uh, Capture Commission is uh, open to anybody who wants to report a former minister or a current minister. So I don't know. He has to come out clear. Because to make wild allegations against public representatives is not proper. The listener should tell you, Sakina, that Joe Masangai, when he was in transport, has done one, two, three in Prasa, so that I've got the right to reply. It's simple. I don't want him to make wild allegations. Prasa is a very big corporation. Let him come specifically that this is the tender where Joe Masangai was involved. Then I will reply scientifically. But for now, let me focus on my job as a member of parliament and a leader of committee on finance so that I'm not uh, detracted. And we'll be keeping an eye. And as we said, Mr. Maswangani, we'll be, be in touch with you after that uh, so that we can then unpack in, uh, what has gone on. And also, as you said, uh, holding people accountable, we'll speak more about that. But thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Chairperson of the Standing Committee on Finance, Joe Maswangani there. And uh, they have summoned uh, the Minister of Finance, uh, Tito Mboweni, uh, to account for the looting of the coronavirus relief funds. And I think um, important point, made there about giving one tender worth 800 million rand or 125 million rand or 265 million rand to one person, one person at a time when people are really struggling. Inboxes here flooded with people begging for 350 rand. How can government see its way clear to do such? with a clear conscience. So these are issues that are developing and we certainly will keep you up to speed.